Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. The big chill, frigid temperatures now blanketing most of the United States. Nearly 100 million under alerts this morning in wake of that crippling winter storm. 11,000 flights canceled or delayed, and the next cross-country system already on the move. Al's tracking it all. Showdown in New Hampshire, the Republican field barnstorming the next battleground in the 2024 race. We really got to get back on to Biden and beating the Democrats and not wasting a lot of time with these two. We're putting Iowa in the in the rearview mirror. Just ahead, why the next debate was just canceled and where things stand with the primary less than a week away. Breaking news, Kensington Palace revealing just a short time ago, Kate Middleton, the Princess of Wales, is recovering in the hospital after undergoing abdominal surgery. The palace calling the procedure, quote, successful but revealing she will be canceling all public duties through easter we'll have the latest from london shark attack a 10 year old maryland boy recovering after being bitten while on vacation at a resort in the bahamas just ahead what the eyewitnesses saw once the little boy came down it just kind of like took like a like a dark turn and the very latest on the boy's condition those stories plus ready to retire Eagles legend Jason Kelsey expected to call it a career after 13 seasons. His emotional locker room message to his teammates and what he just revealed about his plans this morning. Today, Wednesday, January 17th, 2024. From NBC News, this is Today with Savannah Guthrie and Hoda Cuppy, Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza. Hi, everybody. Good morning. Welcome to today. Nice to have you along with us on a Wednesday morning. It's a busy one. I hope you have your earmuffs out. We got our top story, wicked winter weather, the bitter cold hitting more than 20 states. Are the earmuffs for warmth or because we don't <laughs> want to hear this news? Nearly 100 million Americans waking up to wind chill alerts. Some places feel as cold as 30 below. And along with those frigid temps, a new storm is set to sweep across the country. It'll bring more snow, rain and ice. Al is standing by in multiple layers with what you need to know. But first, NBC's Maggie Vespa joins us from a very chilly St. Louis. Hi, Maggie. Good morning. Hey, Savannah Hoda. Good morning. Yeah, from one of so many American cities, as you just pointed out, that are waking up once again this morning to absolutely frigid temperatures. We just checked the wind chill here at negative one this morning. And then meantime, just a grim update from across the country. Authorities nationwide now confirming 12 weather-related deaths due to this latest system. That includes five just confirmed yesterday in Tennessee, all of it bringing this storm's devastating strength into clearer focus. This morning, dangerous temperatures maintaining an icy grip on the country. I ain't never felt none like this. 95 million Americans remain under wind chill alerts from the Great Plains through the Tennessee Valley. Trees in Texas frozen solid, while parts of Pennsylvania are buried in snow. Oh man, there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. 
Roads slick with ice, creating a hazardous mess across the country, from Colorado to Alabama, where this semi-truck lost control. The frigid winter blast wreaking havoc on air travel, too. More than 2,400 flights were flat out canceled Tuesday, with another 9,000 delayed. The sub-zero wind chills bursting pipes at this Missouri apartment complex, displacing 200 people. This is bad. On, on a, a day so cold, this is really bad. In Illinois, the brutal cold doling batteries on electric vehicles. It takes two hours to charge a car. While in Missouri, a number of cars abandoned after sliding off the road. Over the weekend, a blizzard dumped more than 40 inches of snow on Buffalo. Now another lake effect snow event could drop three more feet on the hard hit city. This as several East Coast cities, including New York, D.C. and Philly, saw over an inch of snowfall for the first time in nearly two years. Some celebrating an end to the snow drought. We actually got rid of our sleds because we were like, it's never going to snow again here. Yeah, that's one perk for sure. By the way, we also talked about uh, air travel yesterday. It was an absolute mess. Already this morning, we have close to 700 delays, 800 cancellations. And obviously, it's early, and those numbers could rise. Fingers crossed, guys, for a calmer day. As we know, more winter weather could be on the way. Back to you. All right, Maggie, thank you. So how much longer is this all going to last? And what about that next storm? Mr. Roker's got some answers. Uh, yeah. I wish we had some better news, but it's not looking so good. 30 million people under freeze watches and warnings from Laredo all the way to Florida. And look at these wind chill alerts from the Dakotas all the way down into the Gulf. 95 million people impacted. This reinforcing cold air. Temperatures by Friday, single digits in Minneapolis. Teens in Chicago. St. Louis will be 17 degrees. Nashville, 20 28. And then look at these wind chills uh, by tomorrow morning over the next few days. Uh, Saturday, it's going to feel like minus 17 in Chicago, minus 9 in Wichita, Rapid City, minus 8, Nashville, minus 8 degrees. And this reinforcing cold air comes on into the east. Buffalo in the teens, the wind chills, minus 5 by Saturday, 5 above in New York City, minus 8 in Detroit on Friday. Plus, we've got this next storm coming in. 18 million people under winter weather watches, advisories and warnings. As this storm causes ice, wind, and snow problems for Oregon and the Pacific Northwest, heavy snow for the Cascades. Tomorrow, that snow will spread into the Central Plains. Secondary low float forms down through the Gulf and then starts to push its way into the Midwest, mid-Atlantic states, northeast. This is not going to be a heavy snowfall, but a lot of ice problems out west with isolated power outages, a swath of snow from the Cascades, the northern Rockies, spreading all the way across into the Midwest, and then eventually into the northeast with anywhere from one to Two inches of snow could be upwards of four, but the big jackpot number is going to be along the Great Lakes. Lake effect snow between Chicago and Benton, but look for one to three feet of snow in the Tug Hill Plateau east of uh, the Lake Erie and Lake Ontario, Buffalo to Erie, Pennsylvania as well. A real mess, guys, over the next 72 hours. All right, Al, thank you. Also, this morning, the Republican race for president is now squarely focused on New Hampshire. The three remaining candidates beginning the short sprint to next Tuesday's primary. The big Big question now, can Nikki Haley catch frontrunner Donald Trump after his dominating performance in Iowa? NBC's Gary Haig joins us from Manchester this morning. Hi, Gary. Good morning. Hey, Savannah. Good morning. Yeah, the pace and intensity here really picking up now that we have left Iowa behind with frontrunner Donald Trump arriving here in New Hampshire last night, buoyed by big crowds after his big Hawkeye State win and now facing two challengers with vastly different strategies to try to catch up.
We now uh, have our eyes on a very special place. You know what that place is? New Hampshire. It's game on in the Granite State, with Donald Trump slamming Nikki Haley in his first rally since his dominating Iowa win. As you know, Nikki Haley in particular is counting on the Democrats and liberals to infiltrate your Republican primary. The former president joined for the first time by former rival Vivek Ramaswamy, who dropped out of the race after finishing fourth in Iowa. I would endorse Donald J. Trump for president of the United States. Mr. Trump arriving in New Hampshire after spending the day in court in New York City, attending jury selection in the second defamation case filed against him by writer E. Jean Carroll, in which he denies any wrongdoing. Mr. Trump was found civilly liable last year for sexually abusing her in the 90s and later defaming Carroll. With New Hampshire's first-in-the-nation primary now less than a week away and the next major contest in South Carolina a month later, Mr. Trump's remaining rivals trying different strategies to gain ground on him. We're putting Iowa in the, in the rearview mirror. In New Hampshire, Nikki Haley, trailing Trump narrowly in some state polls, appearing with the state's popular GOP governor, casting the race here as a two-person showdown between her and the former president. We have to leave the negativity and the baggage behind and go forward with new solutions for the future. While Ron DeSantis, who finished a distant second in Iowa, took his campaign to South Carolina Tuesday, a state where Trump has led in polls and where Haley served as governor. Haley, look, she was governor here for six years. Can you name major achievements under her tenure? All while President Biden mocked the GOP field overnight. I'm still the only person to ever beat Donald Trump, and I'm looking forward to it again for the good of this country. And the former president, the current president, also the last person to debate the former president, because it appears now we will not see a New Hampshire debate after Nikki Haley announced yesterday she would only appear on stage if former President Trump shows up as well. The former president continuing his boycott of these primary debates. So, Savannah, we may have seen these contenders on stage together for the last time. All right. Garrett Hake on the trail in New Hampshire. Thank you. Meantime, Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin is continuing to recover from what we now know was prostate cancer surgery. And this morning, a newly released emergency call is shedding more light on his then secretive hospitalization. NBC's senior White House correspondent Gabe Gutierrez has that story. Gabe, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning. The new 911 call reveals that at least one of Secretary Austin's aides wanted to keep that hospitalization as quiet as possible. Remarkable. When you consider that Austin was responsible for overseeing multiple military operations in an increasingly tense Middle East and beyond. Fairfax County 911, where is your emergency? It was New Year's Day, just after 7 p.m., when Lloyd Austin's aide called 911 from the defense secretary's home. Can I ask, like, can the ambulance not show up with lights and sirens? Um, we're trying to mm-hmm. remain a, a little subtle. Yeah, I understand. Um, yeah, usually when they turn into a residential neighborhood, they'll turn them off, uh, but they're required by law to run with them with the main street. In the newly released audio obtained by NBC News, the dispatcher then asks about Austin's condition. Did he pass out or does he feel like he's going to pass out? Uh, no. The Pentagon previously said Austin was taken to the hospital for complications following a surgery to treat prostate cancer about two weeks earlier. If we need them to take him to Walter Reed Medical, is that a possibility? Um, let them know that when they get there. Doctors at Walter Reed say Austin was first diagnosed in early December 
The 911 call now adding to questions about why President Biden was not informed of that diagnosis for a month. Does the president think that's acceptable? It is not optimal, Gabe. The White House wasn't even told about Austin's New Year's Day hospitalization for three days. Neither was Austin's deputy, who'd taken over some of his duties while she was vacationing in Puerto Rico. The intensely private Austin later said he took full responsibility and could have done a better job ensuring the public was appropriately informed. The president says he still has full confidence in him, but... Was the last to tell you earlier? Yes. The Pentagon's inspector general is reviewing all of this, and Secretary Austin left the hospital on Monday and is now working from home. Hoda. All right, Gabe Gutierrez for us there at the White House. Gabe, thank you. Much more to get to as we turn to Craig this morning. Hi, Craig. Hey, morning, Savannah. Good morning. Good morning to you as well. There are some new developments this morning in the Israel-Hamas war. Amid new fighting and attacks overnight, a deal has been reached to deliver medical supplies to Israeli hostages in Gaza and aid to Palestinians in the war-torn region. And now the United States has launched another round of airstrikes in Yemen. Lots happening in the Middle East, so we go to NBC's Raf Sanchez. He's in Tel Aviv with the very latest. Raf, good morning. Craig, good morning. Three U.S. officials tell NBC News the Biden administration is getting ready to designate the Houthi rebels in Yemen as a terrorist organization. The Houthis were previously on the terror list, but the White House getting ready to put them back on as they continue their attacks against cargo ships. This morning, conflict in the Middle East continuing to flare up far beyond Israel and Gaza. New strikes by American forces against Iranian-backed Houthi rebels in Yemen who are stepping up attacks in the Red Sea, threatening global shipping. U.S. Central Command says it destroyed four Houthi missiles that were ready for launch and posed an imminent threat to both merchant and U.S. Navy ships. This goes way beyond being a regional challenge. This is a global challenge. In Gaza, Israel says it's scaling back its assault against Hamas after three months of war. But launching ground and airstrikes on the city of Han Yunus, where thousands are sheltering. Israel also announcing a diplomatic breakthrough. Hamas allowing medicine to finally be delivered to the hostages. In exchange, Israel letting more medical supplies into Gaza for Palestinian civilians. The hostages missing milestones every day. Shahar was born five weeks ago with curious eyes and two older sisters who adore her. But she's missing one thing. Her father, Segi Dekelhen, is one of six American hostages still being held in Gaza. His wife, seven months pregnant on October 7th, giving birth without him. Segi has never held his baby girl, doesn't know her name, which means dawn in Hebrew or even that his family survived the attack. If you could speak to him, what would you tell him about his new daughter? I would say that she is the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. There will come a time when he is going to enter a room somewhere, two little girls are going to leap into his arms, and his wife and his new baby are going to hug him and never let him go. And one thing we hear again and again from the families, the hostages, is they're afraid the world is going to move on. And so they have built this replica of a Hamas tunnel right in the middle of Tel Aviv, trying to keep the world's attention on their loved ones and make sure they're not forgotten. Craig. Powerful. Raf Sanchez for us there in Tel Aviv. Raf, thank you. 
There is more fallout this morning from that Alaska Airlines plane that lost a panel on its fuselage shortly after takeoff earlier this month. Four more passengers are now suing the airline, along with Boeing, which manufactured the 737 MAX 9 airplane. This lawsuit alleges that the companies were negligent, both in the lead up to the incident, which the passengers say resulted in physical pain, intense fear, anxiety and trauma. And some of the plaintiffs say the oxygen masks on the plane did not work and they feared they were going to die. Six other passengers who have already filed a lawsuit against Boeing. Wait. All right. Let's head over to Mr. Roker, get another check of the wow. weather. Wow. We've got lake effect snow happening. We're going to look at that in more detail because this is going to be a major event right through the weekend. A frigid morning down through the south and more heavy rain, snow, and ice moving into the Pacific Northwest, Cascades, Intermountain Region, and eventually the Northern Rockies. And that is your latest weather, guys. All right, Al. Thank you. Coming up, a headline-making shark attack. The victim... A young Maryland boy on vacation in the Bahamas. Good morning. And that vacation in the Bahamas taking a terrifying turn when the shark bit a boy in his right leg, according to police. Coming up, hear from some of the witnesses who were in the tank and what they say happened as soon as the 10-year-old boy stepped foot in the water. All right, Emily, thank you. And then the Kelsey brother everyone is talking about. And no, it's not one half of Taylor. What Jason Kelsey is now saying about his future in the NFL. But first, this is Today on NBC. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So imagine this, you're on your way home from work or on your way home from school and you get step on the subway platform and you see Jimmy Fallon and Green Day. I mean, they are pulling off a surprise concert right there at the subway stop here in New York City, just down from here, yeah. just downstairs a couple of flights. Or an upcoming show, I guess. Or, upcoming, or just for fun. How fun. Can I you imagine. Well, you know, it's not just enough for him to sing and dance with them. He yeah. brings out the tambourine. I love it. Got to have a tambourine. Mm-hmm. All right, looking forward to that. Meanwhile, we are going to start this half hour with a, a shark attack that's making... Worldwide headlines. Yeah, a young boy from Maryland. He's on the mend this morning, but he was attacked while he was vacationing in the Bahamas. By the way, it did not happen in the ocean, but inside a shark tank at a resort there. NBC's Emily Aketa is here with more. Hey, Em, good morning. Guys, good morning. Can you imagine? In limited details provided by police, they say the boy is in stable condition, thankfully. But we spoke overnight with a couple who says they were in the tank with the child when he was attacked, detailing how a fun time quickly took a terrifying turn. It's one of the top destinations for visitors to the Bahamas. But this morning, a 10-year-old Maryland boy is recovering after what witnesses say was a terrifying experience at the Atlantis Resort on Paradise Island. 
Police not saying where the attack happened, but did confirm a shark bit the boy on his right leg while he was participating in an expedition in a shark tank. We saw the shark like hauling him or hauling in on him and then and then just like a pool of blood afterwards. Michael and Tori Massey say they were in the tank when it happened, taking part in an underwater encounter called Walking with the Sharks, run by an outside company and seen this Atlantis promotional video. It's described on the resort's website as easy and fun, with no swimming experience necessary, allowing visitors to see Caribbean reef sharks and nurse sharks up close. The Masseys say the experience started out fine, with guides leading them into the tank, which seemed serene and peaceful at first. Once the little boy came down, it just kind of like took like a like a dark turn. They say after one of the sharks bit the boy, everyone rushed out of the water while the screaming child and his parents were taken to a nursing station. NBC News reached out to both the Atlantis Resort and Blue Adventures by Stuart Cove, the company that runs the Shark Tank experience, and has not heard back. I'm a little surprised that there haven't been more of these accidents. Shark expert Gavin Naylor with the Florida Museum says attacks in the wild are incredibly rare, but in a tank where sharks are more restricted, they could be more aggressive when stressed. People should remember that these are not pets. They're not trainable. These, uh, these are wild animals that are contained in aquarium. The Masseys, now back from the Bahamas, say they signed a waiver and knew there were risks going into the tank, but they believe more should have been done to protect everyone involved. They felt this child and, and his family. Promotions for walking with the sharks were removed from the Atlantis website after this incident took place. Police say there are investigations underway. And again, the 10-year-old boy is in stable condition. We also reached out to the U.S. Embassy but have not heard back. You feel for those parents. Yeah. Ah. Terrifying. Jeez. Terrifying. All right. Emily, thank you. Thanks. Guys, still ahead, Carson's back to dish on the Emmys, including the inside story behind his viral moment with one of the stars of The Bear. Always the gentleman at Carson Daly. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, though, the growing concern over alternatives, alternatives to those popular weight loss drugs. Everything from teas to supplements, they're big on social media, and now more teenagers are using them. So we'll take a closer look at the potential dangers and the safest options right after this. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for up to half the cost. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single line 1, 5, and 10 gig data plans with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest cost single line postpaid unlimited talk text and data plans offered by T-Mobile and Verizon January 2024. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.
We're back 738 in depth today. We are 17 days into January. A lot of Americans are trying to stick to those weight loss resolutions. Mm-hmm. And while some are turning to drugs like Ozempic, it's the alternatives to those kinds of drugs that are causing a lot of concern for a lot of doctors. NBC Savannah Sellers is here with that story. Hey, Savannah, good morning. Uh, hi, good morning, you guys. So social media is buzzing with tips and tricks on quick lose, quick ways to lose weight. You've probably seen them. But doctors are sounding the alarm that some advice could be dangerous and to always consult your doctor before adding any new medicines into your daily life. Advice on how to lose weight fast is all over social media. You can lose 10 pounds in 30 days. I'm going to give you the best weight loss hack of all time. Over 500,000 posts with the hashtag weight loss tips on TikTok alone. And new numbers show that using non-prescription weight loss products, such as laxatives, may be on the rise too. A new study finding that nearly one in 10 adolescents globally have used these types of products. And the trend seems more pervasive with girls than boys, as highlighted on social media. Young people are exposed to uh, social media, bullying, Uh, have a certain image that they want to keep. This kind of practice does not lead to sustainable weight loss and, in fact, can be dangerous. Weight loss culture radically transformed recently thanks to the growing prevalence of drugs like Ozempic and Wagovi. Prescriptions for these drugs and similar ones increased 300 percent between the beginning of 2020 and 2022, according to a report from Trillian Health. But for some who can't access prescriptions... What measures are people taking? People are resorting back to perhaps, unfortunately, what they used to do. And that may include using laxatives, which clearly aren't recommended and are, in fact, dangerous. Other popular alternatives are hitting social media timelines, too. Detox teas, even supplements like berberine, dubbed Nature's Ozempic, which some users claims mimic the effects of weight loss drugs. Demand has also fueled a rise in counterfeit and off-market weight loss drugs. The FDA recently warning consumers against using these fake versions. A stark warning for those looking for a quick fix. We reached out to Bear, which makes the laxative Miralax. They declined to comment at this time. We also reached out to Sanofi. That's the maker of the laxative Dulcolax, which told us in part, weight loss is not an approved use for Dulcolax products. Back to you guys. All right, Savannah, thank you. Let's bring in Dr. Roshni Raj, a gastroenterologist and associate professor of medicine at NYU Langone Health. She's also the author of Gut Renovation. So let's talk about these these, uh, laxatives, diuretics, the diet pills, all the things that people are on now. What's the downside to taking those? Well, the major downside is they don't work for weight loss, <laughs> number one. Um, you know, it might feel like, oh, you've had a very satisfying movement, you feel lighter, yeah. you feel flatter, but you're not losing weight. By the time your food has reached your colon, you've absorbed all the calories. Uh-huh. So the only thing you're losing is water and electrolytes. And those are both very important things. We know dehydration is dangerous. Yeah. Having a low potassium, a low sodium, low magnesium, all of these things can have very serious complications. So abusing laxatives in this way is is potentially quite harmful and doesn't give you any benefit of true weight loss. Now, laxatives do have their place. I prescribe them for patients at times. We use them before colonoscopy, Mm -hmm. but they're absolutely not approved nor indicated, and they just do not work for losing weight. What about a diuretic? Is that something different Mm -hmm. than a laxative? Because people are turning to that as well. Right. So diuretics are also used in medicine to help people lose fluid when they're retaining too much. So someone with heart failure, for example, they have too much fluid in their lungs or their abdomen. That's why we'd give you a diuretic. 
again, you're only losing water and electrolytes. You're not going to mm -hmm. lose weight from a diuretic either. And there's a potential of, again, low electrolytes. You can have mm -hmm. kidney problems when you abuse these things. So they're definitely not meant to be used in this manner. Dr. Ross, while we have you, let's, I yeah. do want to ask you about this report that just came out apparently this morning from the American Cancer Society. Uh, good news, uh, mortality rates related to cancer down once again. Bad right. news Colon cancer continues to kill young people, especially at alarming rates. Number one yes. cause of death for men under 50. Number two cause of death for women under 50, only mm -hmm. behind breast cancer. Yeah. Are we any closer to understand understanding why? The why is still a big question mark. You know, there are many theories. One includes changes in the gut microbiome. We know, and you know, I'm a huge believer in how the gut microbiome can affect so many things. And maybe it's overuse of antibiotics. It's the highly processed food. It's the lack of fiber in our diet. All of these things may be increasing our risk of colon cancer. But it is alarming news. You know, I do colonoscopies. That's part of my bread and butter. And, and we really want to really take a stand against colon cancer. But we're seeing that there is a rise. I saw one statistic that we have four times the rate of developing colon cancer if you're born in the 90s as opposed to if you were born in the 50s. I mean, wow. this is one where one place where medicine is going in the wrong direction. We need certainly more research to understand the why. Bottom line is we don't know the why, but if you're especially a young person, do not ignore symptoms of potential colon cancer. It's rectal bleeding, abdominal pain, weight loss, any change in your bowel movements or your mm -hmm. bowel habits, go see a doctor. Unfortunately, still some doctors don't think of young people as getting sure. colon cancer. Mm -hmm. They might attribute it to something else. Be persistent and get screened and get mm -hmm. checked out. And if you're 45, go get 45 one. is the age, but even younger if you have certain risk factors. So talk to your doctor. Okay. Always good, Thanks, Dr. Raj. Dr. Raj. Thank, Thank you. you. Author of Gut Renovation, if you can't get it like up. it. There Love you go. Love the title. You know <laughs> I do. You. you can find more on the risks and warnings tied to weight loss drug alternatives, such as the compounded Ozempic-type mm -hmm. drugs. We'll talk about that, too. That's on our website, today.com. All right, 743. Time for another check of the weather. Hey, Al. Morning. Hey, guys. Good morning. We've been talking about those Lake Effect snow machine. And here's the problem. Great Lakes water temperatures are in the mid to upper upper 30s. There's very little ice on the lake right now. In fact, 7% on average between the five Great Lakes. Normally this time you'd have about 20%. Why this matters? Well, what happens is those water, those winds come across those warmer waters, pick up moisture, and then as they come over the landmass, they cool off. And so we've got a significant lake effect event expected through Thursday, another one right through the weekend. We're talking about anywhere from 9 to 12 inches of snow east of Oswego, New York, Buffalo as well. And this is going to compound itself as we get into the weekend uh, and on into early next week. The rest of the country, a frigid morning down south where you got frost and freeze warnings and a big storm coming onshore in the Pacific Northwest that eventually is going to make its way cross country and cause some problems for the upper Great Lakes into the Northeast and Mid-Atlantic states. And that's your latest weather. Guys? All right, Al, thank you. Coming up next, has he played his final game? NFL star Jason Kelsey speaking out just this morning about his future. Kaylee Hartung's got that story. Hey, Kaylee. Hey, good morning, guys. Travis Kelsey may be dating the most famous pop star in the world, but his older brother, Jason, is the one making the headlines now. He is one of the most beloved, respected, and relatable stars of the NFL. Coming up, we will hear Jason address the reports that his Hall of Fame career has come to an end. You'll want to hear this. Stay with us. We are back. Carson is back. Uh, also, we're back with what appears to be the end of a storied NFL career. That's right. The Eagles' Jason Kelsey, among the greatest centers in league history, likely took his final snap during Philadelphia's playoff loss on Monday. Well, if his face says anything, it mm -hmm. may be the end of the road. NBC's Kaylee Hartung joins us with more. Hi, Kaylee. 
Hey, good morning, guys. Jason Kelsey likes to do things his own way on his own timeline. So even though it was reported by some outlets that he intends to retire, Jason is saying not so fast. The latest episode of his New Heights podcast with Brother Travis dropped this morning. And following the Eagles' very frustrating end to the season, the emotions are still very raw. This morning, Jason Kelsey addressing reports that his career with the Philadelphia Eagles has ended. When it's time to officially announce, you know, what's happening in the future, uh, it'll be done in a, in, in a way that's, you know, definitive and and pays respect to a lot of people. Speculation began after Monday's wildcard matchup when he walked off the field visibly emotional. Citing league sources, ESPN and NFL Network had reported Kelsey told his teammates in the locker room after the game that he is retiring. There's a lot of emotion in the room, for sure. Um, so I don't know what the future, uh, you know, holds for anybody in that building right now. Emotion written all over his face and sharing the poignant moment with his family. A walk-on at the University of Cincinnati. He was drafted in the sixth round by the Eagles in 2011, and his career soared, becoming one of the most impactful players in the game. The seven-time Pro Bowler has spent his entire career wearing Eagles green, winning Super Bowl 52 and becoming an icon in the city. The Kelsey Bowl took his fame to new heights, as Jason and his younger brother Travis faced off in last year's Super Bowl, becoming the first family of the NFL, as mother Donna became a star in her own right. It's kind of crazy at times, but I love a thrill. But it was the younger Kelsey and his Kansas City Chiefs who prevailed. In a highly anticipated rematch this season, the Eagles got the win. Their brotherly love always coming through. And of course, the Kelsey family has been even more in the spotlight with Travis's relationship with Taylor Swift. How's it feel that uh, Taylor Swift has finally put you on the map? <laughs> Their top-rated podcast, now beloved by Swifties, along with Jason's wife, Kylie, and their three young daughters. Recognizing his career was nearing the end, Kelsey filmed a documentary through the 2022 season. I sat down with Jason and Kylie at their home in August to talk about the film and his future. I've been contemplating retirement for a number of years, and two years ago, where I thought it'd be interesting to follow a player going in, into that. He's also been candid about the physical toll the sport has taken on him over the years. Not only is it hard physically, it's hard mentally, and it's hard uh, with the amount of time that it takes to do it properly and to do it well. Now waiting for Kelsey on the other side of his football career is his family. When home feels that good, it's easy to go out into the world and be like, I got this. Kaylee, this comes as the Kelseys reach another pop culture achievement, landing on a major <laughs> magazine cover. <laughs> Another one, right? Kelsey Mania is taking over the cover of the newest People magazine issue on newsstands Friday. The brothers and Mama Kelsey right there bringing readers inside their surreal world, as they call it. You'll remember Jason was named a finalist for the magazine's Sexiest Man of the Year. No one was more surprised by that honor than him. But as Jason's future will undoubtedly continue to be talked about, it's clear there's a lot of life mm -hmm. to live after football for him, guys. Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. Oh. All right, Kaylee, thank you. Jason Kelsey. My kind of Kelsey. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like the flip-flops walking into the yeah. locker room. All the other guys are all booted right. and suited. Oh, yeah. right. He's just chilling. Yeah. You know? yep. He'd make a great broadcaster, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. he can do whatever Absolutely. he wants now, that's for sure. Guys, coming up on Popstar exclusive look at J-Lo's streaming special, 20 years in the making. And look who's here. Your history-making Miss America, Second Lieutenant Madison Marsh, the first active, active duty service member ever to be crowned in a Harvard grad. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. 
The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.